It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I know it's just preseason. It's, 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 just preseason. But that was a lot of fun. And it didn't feel like the preseason either. We've had a chance to sleep on it. We've had a chance to think about it. And we're, I'm still excited. Let's get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Indeed, Locked On Magic. Today is October 12th, 2022. My name is Philip Rosmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, boy, did we have a lot of fun last night. The Orlando Magic defeat the Memphis Grizzlies 109-105, to but in the process, we get to see the Magic play a close game, win a close game late, with everyone's starters on the floor, and just looked like all those pieces came together, everything that we talked about. Um, if we have, I mean, there's still trouble, don't get me wrong, but if we have games like last night, this is going to be a really, really fun season. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Once the season starts, this is going to be the game recap portion of the show. Um, if you're new to Locked On Magic, welcome. We love you. Welcome aboard. Um, game game shows will follow a pretty strict strict pattern. Um, recap, recap the game, get the nuts and bolts of what happened, uh, go through the box score, and then draw out a, a larger point um, that kind of fits the game into the rest of the season. Um, and so, <laughs> this game Tuesday, 
is just a preseason game. I will repeat that phrase so many times. It's just a preseason game. But man, it did not feel like a preseason game. This game felt more important than... It felt more important than any game that the Magic have played so far this year, for sure. It felt really important, more important than any game the Magic have played in quite some time. Um, You know, maybe I'm blowing it too much because this is just a preseason game, but I'm a big believer that, for young teams especially, you need moments of belief early in the season, especially with a new coach. You need moments early in the season that really cement, hey, this can work. If we buy in, if we do things this way, we can be very successful. Um, one of my favorite quotes that I've ever gotten from uh, from a coach um, came from Scott Skiles. Um, you know, we were talking to him after the 2016 season, I believe it, well, believe it was. Um, and you know, the Magic, you know, the Magic disappointed that season. They they started off 19 and 19 and 13, I believe. They were in playoff position in January and just completely collapsed. They finished with 35 wins that year. Um, but in the bigger scheme of things, yes, there was disappointment that they didn't complete the job um, and plenty of problems with that team behind the scenes, but they still made some pretty significant progress. And me being the optimist, I asked Scott Skiles, you know, you know, yes, there's disappointment in how you, how you go, but you know, this team was 25-win team last year, getting to 35 that's still some type of success. And, and I remember, and, and this this quote always stuck with me, so thank you, Scott Skiles, for teaching me a little something about the NBA. Um, Skiles, responded this, Skiles responded basically saying this, getting from 25 to 35 wins is easy. Getting from 35 to 45 is much more difficult. And, and, and that is 100% true. The difference between where the Magic were at last year is a 22-win team and a 35-win team it, it, it 13 wins feels like a lot, but it really isn't. It's winning more close games. It's having more confidence. It's not being injured. As, as a lot of people like to point out to me, the Magic weren't really a 22-win team last year. They were just injured beyond belief. But that the point, the point I'm trying to get at here is there isn't that wide of a gap between the Magic being one of the worst teams in the league and fighting for Victor Wembanyama, and, and and this team with Victor Wembanyama is just should, should terrify everyone in the league with what they showed in this game. We'll get to that in the second segment here. Um, but the difference between that and competing for play-in spot, which optimistic Magic fans believe, and, and, guess, and guess what? I don't think that's where the Magic will end up this year officially, but I definitely see the universe where that happens. I don't think it's impossible. But that gap isn't very wide. It's going to take moments like this. It's going to take winning games exactly like this preseason game. And yes, I said exactly like this preseason game because this preseason game was different than all others. It's not Passover, but this this preseason game was different than all the others because this was the dress rehearsal, the mythical dress rehearsal. And why was it a dress rehearsal? Because both... The Grizzlies and the Magic put their starters in to close the fourth quarter. With the Magic up by 11 both and about six minutes to play in the fourth quarter, both teams put their starters back into the game. And that raised everyone's eyebrows to say, okay, this is going to be a finish. This is going to be a lesson in how to finish games. And in some respects, the Magic 
failed that lesson because Memphis was able to get back into the game. I think it was, I think the Magic had 91 points at that time. I think it was 91 to 80. Memphis goes on a 15 to four run or tie the game at 95. This Magic team still has a lot to learn. There's still a lot of starts and stops. The, the offense can bog down sometimes. Um, they're still fouling too much. There's still too many. Tur- there's still turnovers at wrong times. This team still has a lot of things to get better at. Let's let's not pretend otherwise. There is still a long way to go for this team. But one thing this team has shown throughout the preseason, and again, you're looking to build on stuff. One thing this team has shown throughout the preseason is that they can rally, they can fight, and they're going to be resilient. They will take these hits, they will take these mistakes, and as Jamal Mosley said, not repeat them and find ways to still compete. And, and, and that's really what the Magic wants to see. When they say accountability, they want people, they want their players to hold each other accountable and say, hey, next time do this instead of that to, to prevent that mistake. But they also want them to be resilient, to take that mistake, forget about it, worry about the next play, make a play, and move forward. This is a game that showed the Magic's mature, increasing maturity. Still got a long way to go. Increasing maturity and their ability to close games because John Morant was a fully operational battle station. Struggled through the first three quarters, but in that fourth quarter, he hit the Jets and the Magic were a little bit helpless against him. Um, you know, Were they playing their full John Morant defense? Um, they did some things against John Morant that I thought were interesting um, and different. They were not just playing their base set against him. But yes, this, this, you're not playing your opponent quite yet in these games. So it's preseason. But the Magic executed down the stretch in a way that we haven't really seen them execute consistently in a long, long time. Tied at 95, Wendell Carter takes a dribble handoff, or fakes a dribble handoff, drives right by Xavier Tillman, draws, gets the layup and the foul. The Grizzlies tied the game at 95, but they never took the lead. I just want to repeat that. The Grizzlies tied the game at 95, but the Ma- but they never took the lead in this game. Magic led wire to wire. And Wendell Carter had a big part in that in finishing that game. Then Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter combined for 12 uh, for was it 12 of the Ma- Magic's final 16 points. They had three of the Magic's final four field goals. I know that part. I, I may have gotten that first part wrong. It's like six of the final eight points or something like that. Um and three of the final field goals, running a pick and roll that Memphis could not figure out. And eventually, the game end, the game virtually ended with Franz Wagner getting an inbound hand, getting a handoff off of Wendell Carter after inbounding the ball, sizing up his defender, getting him off balance, and stepping back for three that gave the Magic a five point lead with about thirty seconds to play. Just an absolutely clutch, cold blooded shot. And then the following possession. Stealing the ball from John Morant. This was a coming out party for Franz Wagner as much as anyone. He just, he looks incredible. We'll get to that in the box score review. But this game felt important. This game felt big. Because the Magic won a game in the clutch against a very good Memphis Grizzlies team. Go listen to Locked On Grizzlies. They're feeling pretty good about their team today too. Memphis did a, lo- did a lot of good things, especially in that fourth quarter when they kind of turned on the afterburners. This Magic team still has a lot of work to do, but the Magic won a game in the clutch against a good Grizzlies team. They 
made mistakes, but did not let those mistakes keep them from competing and keep them from winning. They found their way to win this game. And, yeah, the Magic looked really, really good. Like all those disparate pieces were finally coming together. This game was fun and exciting, not just because the Magic won a close game, which will matter because the difference between the Magic making or missing a playoffs or being in the play-in tournament or being in the lottery hunt is going to be their ability to win close games. I One of my truisms, if you listen to this podcast for a long time, um, about the NBA is good teams don't win close games, they avoid them. But the Magic aren't at the upper end of that table. I mean, Phoenix, though, was 33-9 last year in close games, so... You know, win close games. Definitely win close games. But the more you avoid close games, the more successful you're going to be. Because close games are toss-ups. 50-50 games. A team like the Magic can beat a team like the Grizzlies if you let them hang around. But when you're in the middle of the standings, when you're fighting and scratching and clawing to get from one level of the NBA to the next, winning close games is essential. And the Magic may have proven that they can do that on Tuesday night. They may have proven a lot of other things. We're going to talk about some of the bigger picture items and how this layered on to the rest of the preseason coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor, the delicious indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs of a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place to just hoard them for yourself. That's what I do. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 1% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. It is so good. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar today. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON15. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
like I said, this game, it's just a preseason. I know I've said that like 15 times. Maybe someone can put a, maybe I could put a counter on how many times I've said it. I'm, I'm not listening back to this. I'm sorry. Um, I, maybe I could put a counter on how many times I, I've said this is just the preseason, but this is just the preseason. Um, so, so you do have to take some things with a grain of salt and, 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 and take things for what they're worth. But like I said, both teams put their starters in at the end of the game. The crowd was really into it. Great energy from the MY Center crowd. A lot of credit goes to them. The players seem to be taking things very seriously. And so, like I said, this did not feel like a preseason game. This did not feel like, like that kind of an atmosphere or that kind of a, a, an outing. What, what really though made this game just so interesting, and, and, and just and I wish we had more than today and tomorrow to break down tape. Um, you know, I envy the coaches whose job it is to break down this tape because there's a lot of fun things that happen in this game. Um, you know, like I said, the preseason is about progress. Um, this is another one of my truisms. If you listen to the podcast for a long time, you hear me say this all the time. I, I think this is the second or third time I've said this this preseason. The preseason is about getting better. It's about being better next game than you were the previous game. And, you know, one thing I do have to give the Magic a lot of credit for is they have been better in each game. They have looked better. They have looked more tied together. They've looked uh, more consistent. They've looked like they understand what they're trying to do a lot better. And, and even just a direct comparison. Looking at this game compared to where the Magic were last Monday against Memphis, uh, same opponent, they just looked a lot more dialed in, a lot more focused. Um, it really started from the jump here. Orlando raced out to a 25-9 lead. I have been banging the drum that the Magic need to be better in first quarters. It's the preseason. Really, the only time you see starters versus starters, you know, again, t- this game was different, but the only time you really see starters versus starters is in the first quarter, so first quarters do matter a little bit more. The Magic p- came out with intensity. They came out with focus. They were really dialed in. They were moving the ball really, really well. Everyone just seemed to be on the same page. And that was really the feeling that permeated throughout the course of the game. Everyone had a moment, uh, whether it was, you know, Bull Bull going off in the third quarter, Caleb Houston going off in the second quarter, you know, diving for loose balls, hitting threes, you know, Franz Wagner and ben- Wendell Carter just dominating the first and fourth quarters. Paolo Bancaro scored 13 of 17 in the first half. Uh, Terrence Ross had a string of shots late in the first quarter. Uh, Cole Anthony had his shots in the third quarter. It really became, it's really become clear that the way this offense operates and the way this offense is going to operate is everyone's going to get their touches. The ball is going to move and hop around to everyone. Um, and, 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 and if this works, you're going to get some really beautiful basketball. Um, the buzz among Magic fans that I've talked to after the game, and, and the buzz that I have as, as, as a Magic fan, Magic Observer, is like that was just a lot of fun. The way this team can play, the way this team can be, the way that they're just all arms and wingspan and length, like you see the creativity that Jamal Mosley is trying to have. He's putting the ball in Franz Wagner's hands, and Wendell Carter's hands, and Paolo Bancaro's hands, not just to be scorers, but to be passers and creators. You know, this 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 crazy inversion that the Magic are doing offensively, they have the players with the skill to execute it. So yeah, Cole Anthony might bring the ball up, or Terrence Ross might bring the ball up, 
But they want Cole Anthony shooting, taking shots, not off the dribble, but as a spot-up shooter. You know, they want to get spring Terrence Ross free. They want to run some pick and rolls. But more than that, the way this offense works, the way this offense has to work, is they have to play with speed. They have to make and move fast. They have to make quick decisions. They have to make fast decisions. They have to move quickly. And that's the only way they're going to keep the defense off balance. And so you see a lot of double drag screens. You see a lot of dribble handoffs. They're trying to create this constant movement so the defense can't set. Uh, and yeah, there's some actions. There's maybe some waiting for a screen for a screener to get there. Um, but there's a lot of cutting. There's a lot of quick ball movement. And it's really just, I mean, really, this offense, and it's been clear from the start, has just been about getting on the same page. There were a lot of plays early on in the preseason where a player would just miss a guy because he was expecting a cut that wasn't there or a player cut and and player and someone expected him to, to stay in a spot. Stuff that you get when you haven't played played and, and worked a lot. But this game, it, it just all clicked. Um, and yeah, the Magic still fall into a few traps. Um, turnovers are going to be an issue. If Magic turn the ball over a lot, they're going to be in trouble. They got to make sure they get paint touches. This is an inside-out team, not an outside-in team. They can't just pass the ball three times along the perimeter and hoist a three, hoping that that hoping that the defense is out, out of out of balance. They've got to get dribble penetration. They got to get into the basket. But every, but the bottom line is this: when this team plays at a high level, when this team is locked in, we're not just watching a a, a regular team here. This is not a team that's got a dependable, reliable set. This is a team with a little bit of unpredictability um, and a little bit of improvisation, which is very necessary. And this is a team that can be a lot of fun. Like, honestly, the Magic could have lost Tuesday night and we could have broken down like, okay, there's still some work to do. This is a team that that's young. They got beat, you know, they gave up another big lead. They're going to go through these growing pains. But the takeaway still would have been this. This is going to be a lot of fun. The takeaway still would have been this Magic team is going to have a lot of fun and going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, the bench may not have it every night and give up leads. Or yeah, they may be young and make mistakes. You know, Magic made plenty of mistakes down the stretch in this game. Plenty to learn from in this game. But they're going to play hard. And if they play like this, everyone watching this team is going to be very, very entertained. Um, and that's not the most important thing in the world, but an exciting brand of basketball is a basketball that people want to play. And, and if the Magic can show that, and, and look, just watch how the Magic used Paolo Bancaro this year. Watch how the Magic are using Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter this year. They are doing some really creative things. And the Magic, you know, love Scott Skiles, love Steve Clifford. I think they are great coaches for young teams. They provide a ton of structure. They're not, they're very set in their ways and the structure of the way things should be. The Magic haven't had a coach doing creative things like this since Stane Van Gundy. I'm not afraid to say that. Um, really trying to leverage guys in different ways that aren't traditional. Like, if this works, it's going to be a lot of fun. It takes a lot of work to make it work, though. I, I will say that. Uh, the Magic certainly made it seem that way on Tuesday. We're going to go through the final box score here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Prize Picks. 
Price picks is so much fun. Um, you know, obviously not a ton of NBA basketball yet. Don't bet on preseason basketball. But, you know, I've been playing prize picks every Sunday with the NFL, looking at the different numbers, looking at the games, and saying, I think I can beat the house. And that's what's really important is it's you versus the house. So if you think Tom Brady's going to throw for more than 285 yards, I don't know if that's the number, but if you think Tom Brady's going to throw for more than 285 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Saturday, if you think Steven Stamkos is going to score a goal against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Friday, or you think that Anthony Richardson is going to rush for more than 67 and a half yards against LSU on Saturday, well, guess what? With prize picks, you can combine all those, all those guesses, all those predictions, and win some actual cash. So here's how prize picks works. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their prize picks projection— you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. I've been winning tons of money uh, on this on this game. And even when I don't get all of my picks right, I do. I usually do groups of four. Um, if you get three of those four right, you get third. You get you know a one and a half times your money. So on a ten, so on a twenty dollar bet, I'm winning thirty dollars. I'm still winning some money. No competing against other people. It's you just you versus the projections available. So Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch including NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, more, and a whole lot more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. It's currently available in more than 30 states, including here in Florida and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users, can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with a promo code locked off. So if you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Again, promo code is locked on to take advantage of this awesome, awesome deal. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. As I said, let's go through the box score because I think that's going to tell you a lot about the fun this team had and really dive into the numbers. Um, Orlando has by far their best offensive game of the preseason, um, their best offensive flow of the preseason. I thought their defense was actually pretty good for the most part, too. Um, definitely still some struggles. They're still fouling a little bit too much. Uh, turnovers were an issue in this game. They had 21 turnovers. They only had six at halftime. So still some preseason stuff you got to reel back in. Um, but... 
And Memphis scored 31 points off those turnovers. That's an easy way to let Memphis back in the game. Um, but overall, Orlando just played such a fantastic game. Uh, I, I, I cannot stress how much fun this team looked and how much fun this team's going to be. Every starter had a plus-minus of at least plus 10. Um, the starting the starting group really, really looked good. Let's start with Paolo Bancaro, since I know everyone probably wants to get to him. 17 points, 6 for 9 shooting, 5 for 5 from the foul line, 9 rebounds, 2 assists for him. Um, Paolo is definitely still feeling his way through through the game, um, I would say. Uh, I think that he's still trying to be a good teammate, which, great. Love him being a new teammate, good teammate. Um, you know, he's, he's a lot better off the ball than I think people are going to give him credit for. Um, this offense is going to open him up to cut along the baseline to, to, to really use his basketball intelligence. Um, I've seen a lot of the kind of the basketball play by uh, X's and O's guys and basketball draft people say, you know, the Magic are using Paolo in ways Duke didn't even imagine to use him, and they're going to unlock a lot more Paolo because of it. So yes, Paolo will still get some diet of isos. Um, he had a couple of those in this game, just hit, looked comfortable hitting his jumper. Um, there was one play in the second quarter where the Magic ran a screen and roll uh, inside the three-point line. It was like an interior screen and roll. It was really interesting. And Paolo drives to his left. The defense ducks under him, and he just stops at the elbow and shoots. And it's just super, super easy. And, and you know, like, I, I remember watching it. It was just like, you, you can't go under that screen. Paolo's just going to punish you from the mid-range. On the three-point line, maybe you go under that screen. But at the elbow, he's just he's going to hit that shot with so much ease. And, Honestly, that's my biggest impression of Paolo Bancaro so far. It, it's it's he looks more and more comfortable every time he steps on the floor. Again, uh, I think it's something Jamal Mosley says has said. Um, Paolo's looked better each each progressive game, uh, and, and it just all looks very very comfortable for him. Um, he he is getting there, um, and so again. 13 of a 17 in the first half, nine field goal attempts. Like, that's efficiency, man. And, you know, he doesn't have to do a lot. Um, you know, I think I talked a little bit about this. You know, you think about Kevin Durant's shot diet. Kevin Durant gets maybe four or five three-point attempts from just spot-ups. Uh, he'll probably get another three, four attempts from transition pull-ups. He'll get probably the line six, seven times a game. And then maybe three, four lay, three, four layups on drives. The amount of times that he actually isos is pretty small. Um, it's still significant. He's still the best ISO player in the league. You know, he's probably not the best. James Harden is, but he's still one of the best ISO players in the league. But you don't need you don't need to have the ball in your hands all the time to score. Is what I'm is what I'm getting at. So the Magic, I think, are doing a good job spreading out his shot diet, making sure he's getting getting shots from different locations and in different ways to keep the defense off balance. Uh, and 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 he's going to be really really impressive. I think everyone can sense how good Paolo Bancaro is going to be. Honestly, the star of the game to me though was Franz Wagner. Seventeen points, six for nine shooting, five for five from the foul line. Nine, uh, sorry, not five for five from the foul line. I'm reading the wrong wrong thing. Fourteen points, five for ten shooting, two for six from three, ten rebounds, seven assists, two steals for Franz Wagner. Um, Franz is really good. Uh, he just has. The Magic, for everyone who complained that Franz doesn't have the ball enough last year, I don't think that's going to be the issue this year. Uh, the way the Magic played this game is they put the ball constantly in Franz's hands. They put the ball in his hands to be a playmaker, to be a driver, 
to just set everything up. His connection on pick and rolls with Wendell Carter is at another level. We're probably going to talk about. I'm going to write. I'm going to write an article about it. We're going to talk about it probably a little bit more tomorrow. They they the the Vaga Carter is just on another level already, and Franz just he makes the right play almost every time. He controls his speed really well to keep defenses off balance. He doesn't force things. It, it just it all just flows and feels easy with him. And that, to me, is just really impressive. He's a good three-point shooter. He's two for six. Four of his five misses were threes. And, and, and honestly, I can live with that. Um, but his passing is fantastic. He reads the game just so well. Like, we, we knew this after the Spurs game. We just know this in general. Franz Wagner makes this team work <laughs> and, and just makes everything work so well. And it, it's it's really impressive for a player this young to be this good. Um, and and I, I, just, I don't have the words to describe it. All I can just say is go watch him play. I'm going to do a playbook post breaking down his pick, pick and rolls uh, with Wendell Carter today. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But uh, it's just it's all just super duper impressive. That's, that's, that's the only way I can describe it. Wendell Carter's also very, very good. Um, 18 points, 8 for 13 shooting, 7 rebounds, 8 assists for Wendell Carter. Wendell, again, like, Franz, Car- Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter are getting buzz among, like, heavy NBA people. Go listen to the Game 3 podcast with Sam Vecini. Uh, he and Mark Schindler, who's a big Magic guy, um, uh, loves what this young Magic team is doing. Um, they discuss Franz and, and Wendell Carter as their potential breakout players this year. And, and, and a lot of it is because most people don't know how good these guys are. And it's because they don't come up with gaudy statistics. They don't do highlight real things. Although, Wendell Carter's put-back dunk in the third quarter was crazy good. They're just guys that help you win. They, 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 they kind of grease the wheels to help your team win, to make your team better. And that's exactly what Wendell Carter did in this game. He made his team better in so many ways. Um, it was just, it was just so impressive. Um, and, and, and it's expected. He screens well. He moves to open spots well. He doesn't for, he doesn't, for the most part, doesn't force things. Maybe he takes a mid-range jumper that he shouldn't every once in a while. Um, for the most part, doesn't force things. Just gets to his spots and executes at a high level. It's just all super duper impressive. It's all super duper good. Uh, that, that, that's really the only way I can describe it. And Wendell Carter's a guy that makes everything else work. I got to give a shout out to Terrence Ross. 17 points, 5 for 9 shooting, 2 for 3 from deep, 5 for 6 from the foul line. Um, Terrence Ross has had a really good preseason. Um, I, it's kind of slipped under the radar because we're so excited about some of these young guys. But Terrence Ross really does seem like he took last year personally. He has come back shooting the ball really, really well, shooting the ball very, very confidently looking comfortable, even under pressure. The guy just looks a whole lot better. It looks like 2019 Terrence Ross, which is really, really exciting. The bench did not do a lot of scoring, um, but there were some exciting things coming off the bench. Um, let's start with Caleb Houston. 13 points, 5 for 6 shooting, 3 for 4 from beyond the arc. But, you know, we know the shooting's there. We know he's a great shooter. He finally showed it in this game. Uh, but that's not what stood out to me. What stood out to me was his defense. His energy defensively was just incredible. He did a great job getting after guys. He got on the floor a few times. He played extremely well. Just really putting pressure on opponents and 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 really making their lives hard. 
Um, it, it it was just it was just a great game from Caleb Houston, just a guy who was getting after it uh, and 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 really making life hard for opponents and just providing that good energy one off the bench. I would say so too was Bull Bull. Bull Bull is the guy everyone's talking about because boy, the Magic are having fun experimenting with how to use him and really encouraging him to be aggressive and, and to go out there and play because he hasn't really played that much over the last few years. Bull Bull finished with nine points, four for seven shooting, nine rebounds, uh, as well as a blocked shot. Um, this is really my first time watching Bull Bull uh, play significantly. It's, I think most of our first time watching him play significantly. Um, you can see why everyone's so enamored with him because if he does work, he's a tough guy. Um, you know, the, he's he's like a Victor Wembanyama where he has all these guard skills. Um, it's just right now he's just kind of all over the place. He's just a little, the game, you know, where Wembanyama looks like the game is very slow for him. Bull Bull still looks like he's going very very fast. And you know, some of that is he's missed so much time with injury. He's playing at a very high level in the NBA. The Magic are really encouraging him to be aggressive, and they want him to make these kinds of mistakes right now. But the energy he brings and, and and the matchup nightmare he becomes, you know, the Magic during the Dallas game put him at the top of a 1-2-2 zone. They played that 1-2-2 zone a little bit in the second quarter with Franz Wagner at the top, um, which I think works out a little bit better. But um, there's a 1-2-2-3-2 hybrid. It looks like a 1-2-2 with the big, made up, with the, with the big, big arms at the top, but um, it's probably really a 3-2. Um, the Magic, the Magic are, again, the Magic are trying everything out with this team and with these guys. And that to me is really exciting, but that to me is, you know, again, what you want to see. And, and I was really, really happy, you know, getting to see Bull Bull play and just, just, you know, he's, he, he does a million bad things. He does a million good things. Um, that's what young players do. Um, but getting him out on the floor was definitely a positive for this group. Orlando shoots 47.6% from the floor. They have 30 assists off 40 field goal makes. That is such a huge key for this team. The ball was really moving and popping. The offense looks so good. Honestly, I probably can't describe in words how much fun this game was. Go back and watch it. If Valley Sports is replaying it today, go back and watch it. If you have NBA League Pass or you're using your NBA League Pass trial, go back and watch this game. If you're not a Magic fan, you just happen to be listening to this, go back and watch this game in full. It, it's it's just It was just a lot of fun and it shows... Just all the potential that this team can have and, and, and this team can put together. Um, Orlando shoots 12 for 35 from beyond the arcs. So did a good job with three with the three-point attempts for the most part. Like I said, I think 35 is probably the right number for their three-point attempts. They do tend to fall into this habit when their shots are not falling to just stand on the perimeter and hoist a three. Those threes have to be inside out. If they get inside out threes, they're going to they're going to be very, very successful, get a lot of open shots. If they're just passing along the perimeter threes, uh, or spot or st- or setback threes or or any of those types of threes, it, it's going to be a long night. Orlando shoots 17 of 18 from the foul line, so did a good job getting to the foul line. Could still do a little bit better there, but I think that'll be a continuing process for Orlando. Biggest biggest points of emphasis for the Magic remain turnovers. 21 turnovers for 31 Memphis points. Memphis has 19 fast break points on 13 field goal attempts. Um, so definitely still remains a point of emphasis to limit turnovers, limit those kinds of mistakes. Memphis also gets to the foul line for 27 free throws, 22 of 27 from the foul line. Orlando with just 19 fouls, but again, those so the fouling was down, but the types of fouls they were committing, so they're not committing the volume, the types of fouls they're committing got Memphis to the foul line, and, and that enabled them to get back and, and stay in the game so that they could make a comeback and, and, and make the magic sweat. But 
overall, um, there's still a lot to work on. There's still a lot of things the Magic need to improve on, a, th- a lot of things that the Magic need to get better at. But overall, what a game. What a f- absolutely fun game. What a great effort by the Magic. And, and frankly, just a really, really encouraging game about, about how this team is tying things together at this stage of the preseason. So I can't be mad. There's plenty to work on. There always is. Um, but the Magic hopefully can look at this game and say, okay, if we do this, we can be successful. And hopefully, like I said, this is the kind of game that gets you early buy-in. Everyone's bought in. They love Jamal Mosley. They love each other. This is a game that gets you real buy-in, that, that could potentially get you real buy-in to say, this can work. And I, we can, I believe in this. And the more you believe in that, the more you're going to play it that way and the more you're going to be successful and, and, and do the things you need to do to win. So a really, really great night for the Orlando Magic. A really, really encouraging night. They get a preseason dress rehearsal and they win, they win it. Um, that's, that's really, really exciting. And, you know, again, I, I've made this point a few times. Preseason doesn't, preseason record doesn't matter, but winning in the preseason can matter. Um, the, the, the years where the Magic have had bad preseason records, they've struggled and like really bad preseason records. To, to win three straight games here, um, again, your deep bench winning the game in San Antonio, holding, winning, eventually winning the game in Dallas, but you're competitive in that Dallas game. You're winning this Memphis game. Your starters win this game. That's all a very good sign. Winning is never bad. And the Magic have gotten some, gotten a really nice win here. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places and all the podcasts to your podcast enabled listen device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagic. Daily. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022, a six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts, including me and the NBA insiders of the Lockdown Podcast Network and Odyssey, all combining into one Ultimate NBA Preview. Search for Ultimate NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Until next time, for Orlando Magic, for Orlando Magic, and Lockdown Magic, we will cross one to the next time. Another Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.